Hey everybody, this is Scott Schimmel, the co-host of the Dream Big Podcast with Bob Goff and Friends. Today's episode is a bit different than the tone that we've been consistent with throughout the show. This week is National Suicide Prevention Week, which is a really important issue for Bob personally and something we wanted to specifically address. On today's episode, Bob speaks with his good friend, Jamie Torkowski, who you'll probably know as the founder of an organization called To Write Love on Her Arms, which is a nonprofit movement dedicated to presenting hope and finding help for people struggling with depression, addiction, self-injury, and suicide. They exist to encourage, inform, inspire, and also invest directly into treatment and recovery. If you or someone you're close to is struggling with sustaining belief in their lives, this episode is really important. And make sure you listen until the end, where Jamie offers a number of resources available to anyone who's feeling overwhelmed by the struggle. Hey, Jamie, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us. How are you doing today? I'm good, Bob. Oh, I'm, I'm honored to be here with you. So thanks for having me. Uh, for those of you that are following, this is National Suicide Prevention Week, World Suicide Prevention Day. No better friend uh, than Jamie to give some input. One of the things that we've been talking about in this section of the podcast is the idea of sustaining belief, the overarching idea of how do you go after ambitions, pursue opportunities, take actions, expect some setbacks. And when those setbacks happen, how do you sustain belief? And so what a uh, appropriate day to ask questions when we hit these different walls in our life, when uh, there are so many of us that deal with depression and um, and sometimes some self-harm thoughts. Well, what are the kinds of things that we can be thinking about? And so I just wanted to bring an expert on, uh, and you're expert at being not only knowledgeable, but you're just a really good friend, Jamie. Uh, welcome. Tell us about yourself for those that don't know you just yet. Sure. So... I live in Florida. I grew up in Florida. I grew up a surfer. Uh, I grew up in Young Life. We were talking about that earlier. We have some Young Life in common. And uh, I, my dream as a kid was to work in the surf industry. And I ended up doing that. I, I first worked as a sales rep for Quicksilver and then for Hurley. And I thought that was going to be my future. I thought that was going to be my career. And then in 2006, my life changed in a big way when I was introduced to a girl named Renee who quickly became a friend. And she was struggling at the time with drug addiction, depression, self-injury, and uh, thoughts of suicide, and was denied entry into a local treatment center in Orlando. And I ended up writing a story about getting to know her and then selling some t-shirts to try to help pay for her treatment. And that really changed my life. That led to me leaving that job with Hurley and, and pursuing what became a nonprofit. And so I've been doing that for coming up on 14 years, which is wild, and just continuing to invite people into a conversation about hope and help. Uh, beyond that, still a surfer, basketball fan. I love music, uh, love people. We have a bunch of mutual friends, and I'm glad I get to be your friend. And a few months ago, became a puppy dad. Yeah, and you're doing a great job at that. I know the uh, some of the uh, people, when we talk about the issue of suicide and all that, 
they'll reel back. They'll want to kind of push back from the table because it feels dark. It feels uncertain. We all feel ill-equipped to deal with that. But I want to, on, on this day, talk about under this idea of sustaining belief, what are some of the things that you've learned along the way? Because I know you speak to tens of thousands of people every year about the idea of uh, uh, suicide prevention, where hope can be found. Um, What are some of the things that you've uh, found are really helpful to pass along to people that are trying to find a handhold or a foothold in how to help others? Sure. So, We've learned that untreated depression is the leading cause of suicide. We've learned that two out of three people who struggle with depression don't get any help for it. And so I think going upstream from suicide, it really becomes a question of what do we do with our pain? How do I cope? Certainly we can cope in ways that are healthy or unhealthy. We all do a bit of both. Uh, We've really come to believe that people need other people that connection and relationship are so vital to life in general, but certainly to our healing and to our emotional and mental health. Uh, And we've learned that there are so many men and women that have devoted a big part of their lives to being part of the solution. So to meeting people in the darkest, hardest parts of their story or of this life. And so we just love to serve as a bridge to those folks, to those places, to those resources, uh, you and I are both friends of Miles and, and fans of OnSite, and so I love to use that as an example. Uh, I think that's a step we've both taken in our own lives, where it's okay to put a hand up and say, hey, I, I need to press pause, I need to get some help. And so I'm a person who, you know, I do this work and invite people into this conversation, but I'm also someone who struggles with depression, and, and I've had to learn that it's okay to take my advice and our advice, and uh, I'm someone who takes an antidepressant. I'm someone who goes to counseling every week. And I think we're dreaming about a world where that's just totally normal to talk about, where there's no stigma. And it's not any different than saying, oh, I got to bring my car in for an oil change or my ankle's giving me trouble. I think I got to get it looked at. You know, we we're working toward a world where mental health is approached the same way. One of the things that I think people need to uh, grapple with individually is how authentic can we be with ourselves to know actually where are we at and we can kind of medicate it and gloss over it and distract it and but at some point all the distractions all the medications all the things that we're doing that uh, pull us away from the moment uh, those fail and we're just left alone and so what I love is the idea of just getting out in front of that. The message that you've been uh, talking about for the decade and a half that I've known you has been to, can we get out in front of that somehow? And it all starts with something as simple as a friend, like just taking a, a genuine interest in a person that's with you. It's actually, uh, Paul talked about his friend Timothy in the Bible. He, he said, you know, that guy Timothy takes a genuine interest in the people around him. I'm telling you, Jamie, that is you to me. You've taken a genuine interest to me. We've sat uh, together and talked. I hope that some people will just ask the third question. In other words, the first question is, hi, how are you? <laughs> and the answer is fine. And then what are you doing? If you're like, you know, nothing or something, whatever. But if we could start maybe at the third question to say, man, give me a one to 10 or 
Tell me uh, how you're really feeling. Let me lead with how I'm really feeling. Give us some input on that, because uh, no one better uh, than you to uh, enter into those conversations. How can we do that with other people? How can we do that with ourselves? I think, well, first off, you, it's funny, you and Jason Russell have really inspired and probably without knowing challenged me to ask better questions because we live in a world of what do you do, right? Like that's how we break the ice. We ask people what they do. And I found that you like to ask people, what do you want? And I noticed I was with Jason Russell one time at a Starbucks in Washington, DC. And he asked the barista, what's your dream? And I just realized, whoa, these are, these are better questions. It doesn't take any more time, but it's, it's a way better question. And, and so I, I think you're onto something with simply asking, how do we begin to ask better questions that really get to a deeper place? I love to encourage people that we have such a head start in relationships. We can't control how honest someone's willing to be. Uh, but when, you, when they're down or when they're quiet or withdrawn, isolated, when their behavior changes. And so I love to just invite people to really lean into that head start uh, and to keep showing up for your friends. And, you know, I, I think uh, oftentimes it's not even about what we say, but just our presence. When someone's really hurting, oftentimes they're not looking for the perfect speech, but really that, I think that question of, hey, would you come be with me? Would you sit with me? Would you, would you cry with me? Would you pick me up in the middle of the night? Uh, and so I think just remembering what a, what a gift it is to, to have relationship. Uh, and certainly it's not limited to friends and family, but we can, you know, what an amazing thing that we never know what something as simple as a smile or are you okay, even to a stranger might be. Yeah, we're reminded around here sometimes that the best advice we can give somebody is a hug, uh, yeah. that we just be fully present don't be distracted, but just be fully present with somebody to say, I just want to listen for the next 10 minutes, uh, and I'm not going to try to fix you. I'm not going to give you more information because most of us have all the information we need. Um, what we need is somebody who just takes a genuine interest in us. And the best way i found is to ask these questions, like, who are you, where are you, and what do you want? Like, so who are you? Like, you know, not your driver's license, but just... Really, really, who are you? Don't uh, some people self-identify by their capabilities? Um, uh, you could say I'm a sword swallower, uh, and, and so that's awesome until you get the hiccups, right? <laughs> yeah, so, so identifying by what you uh, do uh, uh, leaves people short. It's a, actually you think it creates some intimacy. It actually creates a barrier. Um, but to just say, you know, so I'm Bob. And I'm, you know, uh, the pastor of a church of five, uh, Sweet Maria, <laughs> Lindsay, Richard, Adam, and this little puppy. And our church is growing because our kids are getting married. Um, but we're, you can be kind of a you know, man and woman of the cloth without the cloth. You could just be available. So what have you found about the power of availability for people um, and, and the people that you intersect at really difficult times? I, I think, you know, pain causes people to isolate and, and so many of us, when it comes to our struggle, there's a lot of shame there. And that shame just further, I think, pushes people into withdrawing and isolation. And uh, when we can show up for people consistently, when we can check in on people, 
uh, it's it's so significant. And and I think even online, I encounter so many people that just feel so alone. They feel invisible. They don't feel known. And I think you and I believe that we're really made for that. We're made to be known, not to be famous or to be verified on social media, but but that we're created to be known and loved by other people. And and I, I love to just point back to that simple reality for all of us that, hey, you don't actually need a thousand followers, but you definitely need one good friend. You might need a counselor. You might need a week at onsite or a month. You're going to need some people who know you, who you can be honest with. And I think what you're talking about, so much of it comes back to presence, availability. I'm with someone, but are they looking at me or are they looking at their phone? I think we can tell when someone is genuinely interested and, and genuinely all in. And, and I feel like, you know, we keep uh, taking turns with compliments, but I feel like you're so good at, at showing up for people, like at just being present and, and being willing to go all in for your friends. One of the things that we can uh, do, and I love to have just practical kind of handholds, footholds for people. Uh, when I respond to an email and I get about 300 a day that I answer and I give up just brief answers because I don't have as much time and it's not advice. I just want people to know I see you, I hear you, it matters. Um, and there's something really powerful, like you give what you've got. Like, and if you have a few minutes, people don't need, when they say, let's go get coffee, they're not looking for a 30 minutes with Freud. They want just a real live breathing person uh, to hear what's going on. But what I found is that you and I and everybody else we meet, we immediately set the parameters. We say, what kind of a conversation is this going to be? Is this just a polite conversation or is this a, a deeper conversation? Sometimes you can get the kind of facial cues or other cues, crossed arms, whatever it is. But get past that and say, could we just talk for real for just a few minutes about what's going on? Let me lead. Let, let, I know what it appears. Uh, uh, this is the way it is. Uh, we both end up speaking uh uh, to uh, different people at different places. And one of the things that happens every single time before I do that, I'm confronted with my tremendous, overwhelming insecurity. Is that crazy? Every single time I walk out, I think to myself the moment before, oh my goodness, I've got nothing to say. And it feels like my arms are too long. My like, I just like that wonky guy. All of a sudden, I'm back in junior high. And I have to say, like, what in the world is going on? Where did that come from? And so good that there are places. And if you're willing to take time to get some counseling, as I have, to say, hey, what's going on? I don't want to be a better speaker. I want to be a better human. I want to be a better dad. I want to be a better friend. I want to be a better husband. What are some of the things that you've found that are really effective for people when they've connected with you or as you've connected with other people? I think I love to tell people, you know, realistically, not every, so many people would love to get coffee with Bob Goff, more people than it's possible. And I love to, I think it took a bunch of years, but I've come to kind of find this language of, hey, you actually deserve better. You deserve more, and I'm kind of switching back and forth, but if someone wants to get coffee with me and it's on the road and I'm leaving early the next morning, uh, that person deserves more than what I have to give. And so it's not a matter of me being important or special 
but just saying, hey, you deserve someone who's not getting on a plane tomorrow. You deserve someone who you can do life with consistently. Uh, you deserve some real solutions, hopefully in the place where you live. And, and so I think just kind of going back to this even playing field of these are things that we all need, um, that we all need friends. We all need real relationships. We may need a counselor or a professional of some kind if we're really struggling. And I think I, I put that at the top of the list, just in terms of if anyone is, is struggling, is hurting, is dealing with grief, is dealing with a breakup. Um, I love to be basically a broken record that just says, hey, counseling is so often a great place to start. And I, I think I've learned in my own life, it's almost like working out. I don't do a ton of working out, but I feel like in the hour I spend with my counselor, the hour of vulnerability and honesty hopefully sets me up for all the other hours outside of counseling, to be honest, because I just practiced it, you know, to, to be vulnerable, to be real, uh, to think about my behavior or these patterns in my life because of that one hour with my counselor. So it kind of becomes this, this really surprising practice space. This uh, uh, phrase that uh, you and I have both heard from Miles and some others, that you can only take people as far as you've gone yourself. Uh, so to think about this idea of counseling or input, if you're, as you're trying to understand who you are and where you are and what you want, uh, to get some input from a, a pro. Sometimes what we want to do is just go to our friends, and that's terrific, but you need to realize that's amateur night. Uh, when somebody sits down with me, and if the weight of what is uh, uh, keeping you down right now is so tremendous, I would uh, say that find a counselor and uh, say, let's uh, just start uh, unpacking what where that came from. And so for those that haven't done counseling, it's not a scary thing. It's a vulnerable thing. And uh, the, if the counselor is worth their salt, then they're going to say, this is a really safe place. And you can just uh, unpack whatever you need to unpack. Let's just talk. Oh, about yeah. And I, I love, you know, I've been with my counselor for a couple of years now, and we talk about we bounce around to so many subjects, you know, there, I mean, there was a week I showed up and just said, I need to decide if I'm going to get a puppy. I need you to help me decide, you know, so it's like, it can be about family relationships, uh, problems at work, like big transitions and it. Like it could be absolutely anything. And I'm just so thankful to have this person that I can process things with and bounce things off of. And she has an expertise and a perspective that I don't. And, and so, yeah, I've just become such a big fan of, of counseling. One of the things that I want to uh, get to is super practical advice for people listening. Uh, I've gotten emails you have from people that are in really desperate places and they'll mention self-harm or something in the email. I know my practice is to write back immediately and to tell them if these are things that you're considering, which I want you to do right now is call 911 and find somebody to be with you. Like right now, that's step number one in the next minute or two. Um, if uh, you're th thinking about doing drastic things, um, step number two would be find some friends that you can talk to, but uh, ask these friends who are some professionals that we could have these conversations with. What, what are some practical advice? I know there's a suicide prevention number. Uh, give, give some of those folks listening some practical advice to give to people uh, when they, somebody reaches out, it's a text, it's an email, you don't know what to do, but you know someone's hurting. 
Sure. So probably the the resource we point to, and even I personally point to the most, is something called Crisis Text Line. And this is an amazing network. I think it's over 3,000 crisis counselors at this point. And so anyone in the United States, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, can send a text to 741-741, and you will essentially immediately get a response from a trained crisis counselor uh, that can help you in that moment and help you figure out next steps. Uh, we love Crisis Text Line. They've responded to over, I believe it's 100 million messages in the last just over five years. So they're just helping so many people. Uh, there's a phone line as well. There's 800-273-TALK, uh, which is the, the national suicide hotline. Uh, and then beyond that, uh, something I'm really proud of with our website at To Write Love on Our Arms is anyone can enter their zip code or the zip code of a loved one and immediately find local mental health resources, including resources that are free or reduced rate. So for a long time, we just broke it up by major cities, but obviously people live all over, they live in different places. And so we love that if you could simply come to our site, there's, there's those crisis lines, but then beyond that, if you're looking for a counselor or a treatment center or something for a friend, uh, simply by entering your zip code, you can begin to find those resources. That's fantastic. And we're going to put in the show notes, if you're listening and didn't get those numbers down, we'll get those uh, available to you. Uh, keep them handy. But uh, these uh, these ideas, these resources are available, aren't just available for someone else. Uh, I want you to know if you're listening, they're available to you. And, uh, and uh, I'm actually, it just uh, makes me uh, choke up a little bit just thinking that there are people that are probably listening that are dealing with really difficult things right now um, in their lives. And um, uh, what's a word of hope for the people that might be there right now? They're just uh, just not seeing a bright future. You feel the weight of the, uh, the events that have happened in your past, the decisions you have to make right now. Do you have a word or two to share with them? Oh, man, I, I think for starters, we want or I, I want people to know they're not alone. I want people to know that their pain matters. We touched on it earlier, but I've, I've come to believe that in the midst of all this mystery and uncertainty and all the ways that life is not fair, that we still find ourselves here created to be in relationship uh, with each other, created to be known and loved. And so no matter where someone is at, I, I still believe that applies to them, that you are still here deserving of love, capable of loving other people. Uh, you have a story, all the hard parts, all the good parts, all the stuff that hasn't happened yet that deserves to be shared. And again, not necessarily on some giant national platform, but, but you're made to have a support system and to have other people that listen and wanna know you and wanna walk alongside you. And I think in my own life, hope and, and so many of my favorite moments have always come as a surprise. And so I think when I think about reasons to stick around and reasons to stay alive, it's not usually on a whiteboard with this perfect plan. Hope tends to show up as a surprise, at least in my life. And I, I love to believe that for other people, that, uh, that there is reason to stick around. And, and the, the surprises I hope for in my own life, I, I believe that for other people. Um, that in the midst of pain and grief and healing, trauma, all of these difficult things, 
that you will be surprised by new friends, by love, by joy, by beauty and wonder and all these things that make life great. And, and so I, I really believe that for anyone who might be struggling right now. And perhaps uh, having some routines, some practices uh, that we have in our life. I'll tell you one that I have. I don't calendar people's uh, you know, uh, birthdays and bar mitzvahs and all that. But what I do is I calendar one year from the worst day of their life. And I'll call back to them. And I won't say this is the anniversary of the worst day of your life. But it's just a great reminder to me to uh, call my friends and to say, really, uh, no fluff, no embellishment, just how you doing? Let me lead with how I'm really, really doing. Um, but I want to check in with you. And knowing uh, that it's been a year or it's two years or it's five years from a date that was really uh, pivotal, it was the crossroads in their lives, uh, not the only one, but certainly a large one. Um, that's actually been a great perspective giver to me to say to them, look how far you've come. And I hope as you're listening, you can say that to yourself. Look how far you've come. The whole idea of sustaining belief is to say, to be able to have the presence of mind to look behind you what's happened, but look toward, towards this beautiful horizon, all the hope, all the possibilities that are there. So Jamie, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time. Uh, these are important topics. Uh, if you uh, want uh, uh, more information, we're going to have some show notes with these. Put that in a card, put it in your wallet. And if you're listening and you go, some think that Jamie said resonated with you, there's something that pinged you, then don't just agree, do something about it. Take the next step. And I'm telling you, I, I don't know, when you got your new puppy and it took its like first step, Jamie, did you go like, I've seen better? Be like, of course not. You'd be like, no, this is a step. It's an accomplishment. And, and I just think that heaven is leaning over the rails, celebrating when we shuffle our feet forward, when we make one small step. Start with yourself. Who are you? Where are you? What do you want? If you're feeling depressed, let's grab some resources around us to get out of it. I know, Jamie, you're available. I'm available. I got my first call this morning at 2 a.m. <laughs> I'm like, how you doing? He's like, yeah, I'm really confused. I'm like, you need more sleep. <laughs> call me when the sun's up. Um, but uh, any closing thoughts for the people listening? Uh First off, it's, a, it's, a, it's our biggest day of the year as an organization with it being World Suicide Prevention Day. So we would love to invite people wherever you're at. If you're struggling, if you're thinking about a loved one, if, if you're curious and want to learn more, uh, we're in the middle of our annual campaign. Every year it's built around a statement and this year's statement is the simple idea that you make today better. There are a whole bunch of ways for people to get involved. So we would, we would love to invite people to to learn more and to check that out. And how will people be able to get a hold of you and to write Love Honor Arms, your organization you founded? Yeah, so uh, the acronym on social media, it's just T-W-L-O-H-A. And even if you can only remember to write love, that'll be enough to find your way. But our, our website is the acronym as well. It's T-W-L-O-H-A.com. And I'm easy to find with my name in those places as well. Well, thank you, buddy. I love you. Thanks for uh, doing live together. Thanks for being there for me uh, at times where I've been confused and we've spent times 
in uh, different places around the world. Uh, but one thing is true. We all get to always get to authentic conversations. And if you're listening, make sure you're having some of those with somebody. All right. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Bob. Thank you.